Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Wednesday the 18th of May. Today, I'm joined by Duncan Balcon, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Duncan. How are you today? Hi, Peter. Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, so, uh, today, what uh, what story did you pick out from today's Watson's Daily? Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go really cheery with my story today. Uh, and I'm going to talk about inflation. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. This is twice in one week I've picked out a doom and gloom story. It's uh, uh, totally out of character, but I yeah. feel like this one is such a big story we can't really avoid it. Yeah. Um, so this is um, a couple of stories, really, in one. Um, one of them from The Guardian about um, UK pay being hit by inflation, but mm-hmm. but unemployment falling, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, but basically, yeah, we're talking about living standards for, for most working people um, mm. falling for the fifth month in a row, yep. um, which is pretty dire. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though um, annual wages have apparently risen by 7% in March, um, which I, I, and this is a bit of a skewed figure, um, so saying, obviously, average annual wage increase of 7%, um, mm. but if you exclude bonuses, it's actually 4.2%. So mm. almost halved by the fact mm. that most of that is bonuses. And you've got to remember when it's average, there are some people that receive ridiculously big bonuses, which mm. also totally skews that figure. Mm. So it's probably fairer. It's fairer to assume probably for the average worker, you're nearer that 4.2% than you are the 7%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and inflation um, up until yesterday was still the 7%. Uh, but as we found out today, it's now at 9%. Which I mean, that's, meant, a big, that's, that's a big... That's a That's a huge monthly increase, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, and at that point, you've got inflation being double the wage increase mm. so well over double sorry over double the wage increase which mm. really then puts people in, in a really terrible mm. Mm. and this is just turning into an absolute nightmare i think for, mm-hmm. for a lot of people yeah um bank of england let's be honest we've been talking about this for over a year now that this mm. is going to happen so yeah. you can imagine that the the analysts and everything at bank of england will have seen it coming as well mm. and they've not really done a massively good job of dealing with it yeah uh, and then this thing kind of links into the other story, which you've mentioned side by side with this in, in the Daily Today, which mm. is that uh, kind of one of the ways parents are seeing of getting around this for their for their kids mm. is to kind of gift assets to kind of help battle the cost of living. Mm. So this this kind of continues a pattern, I think, that we've seen the last few years, whereby if the younger generations are trying to get on the property ladder, they either mm. need a very well paid job mm. or some inheritance of some description. Mm. Um, and it now seems that actually that inheritance is now just being given by a lot of parents early to allow the kids to live not even to buy a house with just mm. to allow people to kind of get over this cost of living increase and it, it's, it's just an absolute mess of a situation i can't think of any better way to describe it than either a nightmare or a mess mm. um but the government you have to feel really needs to get involved somehow yeah um but it's got to the point now it's got almost so out of control how do you even target the right people to help first yeah um yeah. so yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be difficult. Obviously, businesses are hit by this as well. Um, overheads are still going up, um, and that will probably then counteract the fall in unemployment we've we've mm. we've just talked about. Because actually, eventually, businesses are going to go. This is getting too expensive, and we'll have mm. to lay people off. So it's a it's like I said, a complete nightmare of a situation. Um, mm. But 
unfortunately, even though it is really dire, I feel like we had to talk about it because it's going to affect a lot of people. So, mm. uh, so yeah, what's your what's your take on this? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think the fact that the um, uh, you know inflation has gone to nine percent one day after the governor of the Bank of England has said, oh, it looks like it might hit ten percent by the end of the year. I don't know what you know. We can't really rein it in. I mean. You know, listen. It's like I, I do think. Listen, mate. I mean, this is your main. This is your main job, and yet, you, you know, he was. He was very. Um, I thought, you know, very flippant about the whole whole thing. You know, as it built up last year, and you could see the. Yeah. You could see the signs. I mean, all the prices were going up. It was. It was a nightmare. And you know, there were some people out there saying, "Oh, yeah, you know, well, a little bit of inflation is okay." But I mean, the fact is, it's just gone rampant. And 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 I would I will admit that you know the the thing is is that this is being made worse by the Ukraine war because um, obviously that has massively skewed um, uh, supply chains. It's it's totally you know decimated, uh, say you know foods food. Um, th- so we've got energy shortages, which is le- uh, which is leading to higher prices. Um, you know, fertilizer prices are, are, are high, and food. Everything is everything is going up, but I think it's being accelerated. So you could say, in their defence, that um, uh, they didn't know. I mean, there's this two funny things, right? So one is I when I when I say this, and I'm I'm trying to not be too critical of the um, of the Bank of England, although you know I do think they've done a very bad job. Um, <laughs> but having said that, the you know, one of my old bosses always used to say to me, a broken clock is always right twice a day, right? So the fact is, is if you just stick to an opinion for long enough, you are going to be, uh, you are going to be right at some point. But like I said, I do think that it was, they were just ignoring so many signs last year that they just, and, and, and you know, the ECB pretty, pretty much ignores them as well at the moment. Although it sounds like they are eventually, you know, potentially moving. But anyway, the main problem, the main thing of this is that, yeah, I mean, um, uh, inflation hitting this amount, if it's 9% now, and he was saying, oh, it could go to 10% by the year end. Well, we are here in May. I mean, it doesn't sound, and it's just gone up, you know, from 7 to 9%. That would suggest that if things would keep going, um, we're going to hit 10% way earlier. Um, so, anyway... Who, who knows? But the the main the main problem is um, that you know it, things are just becoming unaffordable. The government can't pay for everything, you know, and so therefore it's going to have to be a case of prioritising m- those most at risk. But the problem is there is where does the cutoff happen? Because everyone's going to face this. Well, not not you know people right at the top ends, but the people in the middle you know you might have dual income households who are say above the 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 average wage and yet they're going to find it really difficult and if let's say you've got a dual income households going they presume you know and if they've got kids they have to pay for childcare childcare costs are, are, are big and so it's all really difficult and i think that the the government has to step in here somehow to try to provide some kind of relief and i think that in some ways many people will maybe criticize perhaps criticize the government and say well look you know you're saying that you haven't got enough money but when covid hit suddenly you found all this money so how about doing that now and then and but then i don't know that's it is kind of the way the world 
you know goes round, isn't it? Because there is there are booms and there are busts uh, as as time goes on, um, mm-hmm. and the government doesn't always pay everything out all the time. So I don't know what they're going to do, but I mean Sunak has to pull out a, a very incredible rabbit um, from his <laughs> from his hat um, for the next time there is a. Um, any kind of budget. I mean, you know, unions are pushing for a mini budget. Everyone's calling for more help. You know, he's basically, I think he has to come out with something before that um, energy price cap announcement in, in August. So, and he's not got that much time to do it because he, he'll have to talk about it and then it will have to be implemented. Yeah. So I, I remember we, we, we were, we actually, I think we podcasted the day his last, his last uh, big announcements came out and mm. the general feeling at the time was he hasn't really done anything. Mm. Uh, and like we said, well, that's probably because he's gearing up to, to announce some bigger stuff mm. with the budget later in the year, but mm. he's made a bit, almost made a road for his own back here, hasn't he? Mm. It's got to do something spectacular now because yeah. he had a chance a few months ago, didn't really do much and now yeah. it's getting worse. Well, then there was all that scandal with his with his wife, which yeah. incidentally she wasn't, I, as far as I could see, she wasn't breaking any laws. No, she wasn't. You know, she was just doing presumably what her accountant said. Oh, yeah, well, there's the these rules and those rules, so the best way of doing it is this. However, that was pounced upon, um, mm-hmm. you know, because she is she is uh, you know she comes from a very rich background. Um, so you know all those kinds of things. It's all it's all leading. Um, you know, it's it's all leading to the fact that it is becoming more difficult for, for people to, to move on. And and I do think that um, some of the spending that we are spending now in a pre COVID, in a pre COVID world, I wonder whether we were, I mean, wouldn't that, this is all theoretical, but you know, whether we would actually have reined in spending earlier, but because we've just been through two years of, of, of a lot of restrictions, people are just thinking, Oh, well, I'll just do it anyway now. And then, you know, we'll get it out of the way and then, yeah, we'll tighten the belt afterwards. But, Could get locked down again tomorrow, couldn't we? So, you well, well, exactly. That's so, I, thing, think that, I think you're right. I think there has been a certain amount of almost like splurging is a, obviously not a mm. technical But no. yeah, post-COVID, yeah, actually I, I can go out again, so I'm going to spend more than I normally would. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is obviously will be compounding this issue for a lot of people. Yes, absolutely. But anyway, that's the doom and gloom story done with. I think um, yes. you picked something a little bit more, a little bit more fun to talk about this morning. Yes. So should we move on to that? Yes, indeed. <laughs> so Mastercard, they are launching a smile to pay system. So apparently, <laughs> they're launching this um, program that will let you, as a shopper, um, pay at the till using hand gestures uh, or by smiling <laughs> via a new biometric checkout system. Now, you know, I do wonder whether you can choose your own um, hand gesture. Uh, if you could, I think that would be quite quite fun. Um, uh, p- potentially <laughs> opening opening for many uh, comedy uh, opportunities. Uh, but um, but yeah, I mean you know, so you can, and, and smiling smiling into into, into the camera. Um, so I think that you know it does sound really good. I mean anyone who I mean I I, I was saying to you earlier on, um, we've all got so many passwords these days. Um, from what I can see, most people either still choose the same password for everything that they have or variations of it, um, yeah. or they write them down um, and then, uh, you know, then do that. I mean, and then I would say that there are some people who write <laughs> write their uh, uh, pin pin numbers and things actually on the card themselves. So um, so anyway, you know, I mean, there's all of this. I think biometrics is, is good. 
Um, I think that, you know, certainly I found anyway from, you know, it's quite nice with my phone and, and, and you know, when you want to open your banking app, you don't have to remember your ridiculously long password. You can, <laughs> you know, you can just look at your phone and, and it's good and it opens. And I, I like that. Um, I think it's different. I mean, it's one thing on your phone because you have that and that's your personal device you take around with you. So you probably trust your phone, whereas, you know, it feels a bit different, although the tech, I guess, is the same, you know, uh, going to a shop and paying by looking into a camera um, or, or doing a, a, a frantic hand signal. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I think that um, uh, but I think ultimately biometric is the way to go. I mean, what um, what hand signal do you think you would choose uh, to pay for? Uh, that's something? a loaded question, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it depends what mood and, you're and in, doesn't it? And, and the fact that your head, your head instantly goes to comedy at that point, doesn't it? <laughs> it tells, you, tells you something. I mean, this story looks really gimmicky, doesn't it? Let's be it honest. Does, but it's, it a, it's a genius idea. Yeah, and the, the fact yeah. they call it smile to pay just sounds gimmicky. Yes. But, yes. but it's genius because, like you said, the one thing you can't really fake steal whatever you want to do is mm. is someone else's physical like body parts like whether it be a fingerprint mm. whether it be retina scan mm. you can't you can't steal those you can't you can't you can't forge them it's mm. it, well not without some really grotesque things you normally only see in hollywood movies anyway mm. uh, like licking people's fingertips and whatever mm. but but yeah i think i think it, it biometrics i, I agree with you are, are the way to go and i would i would sit there and go well people might be a bit unsure having things like I say retina scan to pay for shopping, for example. Mm. But actually, we, we've got so used now to, to contactless, which I'm going to be honest with you, as they keep increasing the limit for that, feels mm. less and less safe to me. Mm. I, I think actually the kind of the reassurance of it being something that can't be faked would actually probably go down quite well with a lot of people, I'd imagine. Mm. Mm. I mean, I think the, the main problem here or the main concern here is where does that data go? Yeah. You know, where is it stored? How is it stored? You know, can um, can someone else access it? Because, you know, we do hear from time to time that, say, systems of, let's say, the NHS or um, or a big retail, you know, a big retailer or something gets hacked. Now, yeah. you know, that is your bank details and stuff. And that's bad enough, you know, and your your your, uh, you know, <clears throat> your address and, and, and everything. That's bad enough. But, you know, if you've got things like, um, you know, retina, you know, retina scans and. All, all that sort of thing, <clears throat> you know. You can imagine that that'd be that'd be worse. Well, so it, it does. It does make. And if you manage to hack that, the mm. level of identity theft or fraud would be so much better. Not better, do you know what I mean? But you get so, you'd be able to do a more accurate theft of someone's identity with all that information on top. I guess yeah. would be a concern. I, I think that brings us quite neatly into something you mentioned in the daily today, actually, about the companies that could do quite well out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is, I mean, like, yeah, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you talk. talk yeah, but, I mean, I reckon you know you've got companies that would say that do image sensors or um, lenses or you know those sorts of things. So maybe say Sony would be quite a good one. Um, also, uh, potentially, you know, well, there were lots of there. Were, well, Sony does so it does image sensors, does lenses via the, you know the Carl's Ice and, and things like that. There are lot, there are different companies that will um, do well from that. The the hardware companies making the sensors, making the cameras and things, mm. but all you know, and Nick and Nikon as well, I, I guess you know that's those sorts of companies. But also, it will be the software, you know, the the 
um, the software that powers all this stuff, the um, uh, security, you know, data security, all those kinds of all those kinds of things, I think will all be all be very good. Um, so I think that that will be that's you know that'll be quite a, 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 you know quite an interesting area. Um, yeah, absolutely. They, 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 there is area, like I say, if this takes off, there is, there is a lot of area for for companies doing very well, and like yeah. there's going to be a lot of data therefore stored as well. So yeah, yeah. servers you can have massive servers, and like you say, yeah. the security around those I think will then be people's biggest concern, and probably somewhere people are more than prepared to spend a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I think there's the other. Thing, um as well though is is what we we were talking about before which um sounds like the biggest conspiracy theory of all conspiracy theories that i ever talk about um is is i'm saying that you know with all this data floating around in the clouds you know i think that actually there could be you know virtual versions of us around you know yeah. i mean because you'll have like the like biometric data um you know so your you know fingerprints and eyes um and you know bank details birth yeah you know, all those kinds of details but if you couple that with let's say um with with say apparel retailers moving towards having people um you know having avatars so you can try on clothing virtually which has happened you know, we've had this in the last few, it has been around in the last few years, but it just hasn't really taken, you know, it hasn't mm. massively taken on. But I can foresee that actually happening. And then yeah. that way you'd have not only your, you know, like your your eyes and, and things like that, and probably your medical and your medical records, of course, you know, you put it, putting all that together, those kinds of things, your health via your um you know, your Apple Watch or, you know, your wearable device that that, that will give, uh, you know, uploads all this data as well, um, your physical characteristics. I mean, you basically, you could be, you could exist in the metaverse. It could actually be you in the metaverse. And, you know, in, in a way, you could, it could exist without you. You know, and, and you could be walking around. I mean, people could, I mean, I know this, uh, this really is going off on one, but, you know, <laughs> you could, you could always like exist forever. Like, yeah, you know, as long if you had some sort of money coming in somehow, you know, and after you, you die and that, you know, and you, you put some AI in there as well to sort of as how you would act in certain situations, you could literally live forever. I mean, it's just a really, amazing to think you know there's all this data it's all coming together it's to help you to you know to make things more efficient for you and for companies to be able to offer you stuff that you actually want i mean it's it's an amazing thing it's an amazing <laughs> thing it does sound like a lawyer's field there as well doesn't it Do you... oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah can you legally be a director of a company whilst being deceased yeah, for example? yeah. but I, I mean when you mentioned earlier the first thing i thought was well you could do that while you're still alive, couldn't you? You mm. could have your your avatar running your business because mm. if with, if AI gets as good as it looks like it's going to, yeah. an avatar will probably be able to make all the decisions you would make for yeah. you. And yeah. you could just go and sit on the beach somewhere and spend the money. Yeah, sounds great. I mean, that does sound good. <laughs> I did say that sounds a bit like Wally. Um, it does a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. So cool. Okay, well, look, um, I am going to um, leave. Uh, I think we'll leave it there. You know, uh, yeah. it's all very exciting stuff. And uh, yeah, I will leave it there and we'll, 
you know, we'll uh, uh, we'll pick it up again tomorrow. I, I I think that it might be a bit less exciting because I suddenly went off on one there, didn't I? So oh, sorry, who knows? There could be some yeah. some absolute headline stories tomorrow. Absolutely we? superb. Okie dokie. All right. Well, thank you very much indeed. Um, and I will um, leave you there. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. Many thanks. Have a great day. Thanks for Peter. Bye.